0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the Americas Broadcast Network.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, and that is A-R-M-E-N-D-A-R-I-Z as in zebra. Uh, thanks so much for listening. You're tuned into America's Web Radio. Uh, I just want to take a second. <clears throat> and thank everyone again. Uh, you know, we, uh, it's just amazing what's been happening here at America's Web Radio. Uh, the listenership's been going up every week. Uh, every month we're showing good numbers. America's Web Radio as a whole uh, is just the leader, the leader. <laughs> the listenership is continuing to climb. And that's awesome for two reasons. A, I can still sit here and talk to you. B, as America's web radio grows, that just means the power of the message that if any of you guys who have a business, uh if you know a veteran with a business, any anything out there, even if you think you've got a show that just no one else will will produce for you, uh hey, send us an email. Gm at America's dot com. Gm at America's dot com. That is the email. Uh so you can contact us uh A to be a sponsor of any of the shows on America's Web Radio uh, because it doesn't just start and end with me, <laughs> as much as I try and convince the, the powers to be here that it does. Uh, America's Web Radio is amazing. We've got shows of all types. Uh, th- this is the largest, if not the largest, one of the largest live-producing podcast radio stations on the planet uh so you're going to get a national audience here whether you're an advertiser or you come up with a good idea for a show uh look folks we we like to be in touch with the listeners out there and uh there's quite a few listeners to to my show here at on point with victor that uh might disagree with me and if you do hey Contact us. Um, I'll put you on myself and you come on my show. And then if you're good enough, maybe you can have your own show. So, uh, so keep that in mind, folks. Spread the word. I know a lot of you are spreading the word, so continue to do so. Uh, I can't thank you enough. So, you know, there's a reason why. I refer to America's web radio as the next evolutionary step in talk radio because it is. You know, as as streaming becomes more available and and better, uh, you know, we've got faster speeds coming into just about every neighborhood in the country. including vehicles as streaming becomes and and web services are available in cars while you're jettisoning down the highway, uh streaming this 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 is the way radio's going. Your your run of the mill FM, AM stations, you know, that's that's a thing of the past. Uh it's it's you know new new the, the ever quest for new information or, or more information or more outlets, uh, that, that's where things are headed and America's Web Radio is proud to lead that charge. So, uh, so thanks again and, and continue, continue to keep spreading the word. So we're chock full of things today. Uh, I, as always, I don't know, even know where to begin. I have a stack of stuff here that I, I'm gonna get to. But, but once again, the issues of the day and, and, and just the way things are constantly happening, uh, there's so many things that, uh, are pulling me away from my stack of stuff today, uh, that I just have to touch on. Um, so, so stay tuned, folks. This is gonna be, this is gonna be good today because we're gonna talk about soccer. We're gonna talk about the Women's World Cup. We're going to talk about the Gold Cup. Uh, we, we have a United States national women's team who are well on their way to hopefully making an appearance in the World Cup final. Um, we have a renewed and revigored uh, United States men's team that is uh, making their way through the Gold Cup. Uh, So maybe they can come away with a victory. Maybe they can hoist the Gold Cup this year. Boy, wouldn't that be fantastic. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about that. I'm also going to get into the common sense and logic approach that you will only get from On Point with Victor. Uh, I'm going to give that response or analysis to the situation in Iran. So we're going to get on that topic. I mean, folks, how many radio shows can you tune into where you're going to hear soccer – because of our national um, – United States national teams and how many times you're going to hear that and then how many times – and I ran in the same topic. So, so I've got some people here looking at me going, what, I understand because my IT guy's looking at me. He wants to talk about hockey. And, you know, we probably should have mentioned a little bit of hockey because, you know, the Stanley Cup was just won, what, a couple of weeks ago there? Uh, yeah. So, so don't get me wrong. I like that, too. So <laughs> I've got messages coming at me all the, all over the place. Uh, one of the other topics we will get to, thanks to the uh, station manager and owner here, uh, is Huckabee Sanders' replacement was, was named today. So we'll get into a little bit of that if we can because the person that uh, was named today uh, has been working with – with, uh, First Lady Melania Trump and she is a rock star uh, so this is going to be you know it's hard to fill Sarah Huckabee Sanders shoes but I think uh, they found a rock star to fill those shoes so we'll get into that so so again folks where where on earth are you going to tune into a radio show and you're going to get the on point with Victor common sense and logic analysis of what's going on with Iran uh, because that's a, that's a huge issue and, and it's just amazing to me of what the Democrats and the establishment Republicans are doing with that. Um, and you also get a little bit of analysis about our national team. Now, now folks, the reason why I know some of you are out there, just like our IT guy here, <laughs> he looked at me crazy when I mentioned soccer. But, but ladies and gentlemen, even if you don't like the game of soccer, you, what other sport is there a group of people, a group of women and a group of men who are brought together to field a team to represent the flag? If you're watching this flag behind me, this flag on my shirt, they're representing the United States of America. And, and you've got to get behind that, folks, because this actually is a world sport. Uh, you know, this isn't some, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to uh, make fun of American football, but, but this isn't, a Super Bowl where it's only teams of the United States playing each other. No, no. This is a World Cup. This is a group of men and a group of women who are representing the United States going into battle against the likes of France, the likes of uh, Netherlands, Spain, um, England. Norway. Uh, I mean, it's it, it really, really is amazing. And if you're not a fan, you know, try checking it out because I bet you will be once this is done. Because it's getting exciting now because now we're in the knockout phase. So, all right. So we're going to talk about that. So, so bear with me, those of you who are like our IT manager here and uh, just likes hockey. Um, bear with me, and 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 of course, I'm not going to bring up the, sub, the subject without tying it in politically uh you you guys know that uh, on point with Victor I my show I I can pretty much if I'm gonna talk about it I could probably draw the line into politics and unfortunately when you're talking about representing the United States on the soccer field or the soccer pitch um, politics should be the last thing to have to do with those games and unfortunately uh, some of the players, who just can't get out of their own way have to bring politics in, and of course the media will make hay of it, and they bring politics into it, and it, and it's unfortunate. But we had news today that uh, and and folks, this has been going on since the women's World Cup started. They have a player on there. Um, oh my goodness, I'm going to forget her name. A Megan Rapone, or I think it's Rapone. Uh, look, she's a good player. Um, she's got skills. Uh, she, she might be a step off today, but, hey, she's been playing for a while. She's getting up there. She's getting older. Uh, but she's a fantastic player from the past. Um, she has been there for the United States uh, and, and previous World Cups. She has been there for, ter- for you know, all kinds of tournaments representing the women's United States team. What bothers me and what's bothering uh, and what caught the attention of President Trump this morning or yesterday was the fact that since this world cup has started now they are in foreign land they're in paris paris france representing the united states flag they're representing the united states they're our country our great nation and this player megan rapone i'm probably saying that i know i'm saying it wrong but it's not coming to me we'll just call her megan uh she is standing there first of all guys if, For those of you who don't follow, a few years ago, she, uh, or a year or two ago, she tried to start kneeling. She tried to take the uh, Kaepernick role. And to the much, they deserve much credit. The United States Soccer Federation, the people who run and the coach, I believe, uh, put a stop to it immediately. They reprimanded Megan and said, no, no, there will be no kneeling. Uh, in front of the National Anthem or the flag, not while you're on this United States soccer team representing this the United States. So luckily they did do that. But boy, she's at it again, though. So she can't kneel, so she's not doing that. But she puts out a statement uh, not too long ago saying that she would never, ever, ever sing the National Anthem again, or at least not while Donald Trump was president. And then she stands... During you know every game, they play the national anthem of the of each team the team's playing each other, so she stands there, puts her hands behind her back she, she, she won 't sing the song. all her teammates are singing the national anthem, and she just stands there and has this smirk on her face. Now, look folks, I believe in freedom and I believe in liberty, and I believe that um, you know we have secured freedom and liberty in this country, and we have an amazing constitution that gives Megan the right to stand there and look like a dunce if she wants to. That's not my beef. My beef is that she's on this team representing the United States, and she has such hatred for the United States or such hatred for President Trump that she's going to stand there and basically badmouth our country, badmouth the office of the presidency and on foreign territory. And then she's going to stand there in front of uh, foreign opponents and uh, just have total disrespect for the flag, total disrespect for her country, total disrespect for her fans. Trust me, there are a lot of soccer fans out there that aren't libtards. There are a lot of soccer fans that are middle of the road. They might be independents. They might be libertarians. And they are and there are some Republicans. So she is insulting probably half, if not more than half of the fan base. So she really ought to think about this. But what really chaps me, and, and again, don't misunderstand me, she has the right because of this great country and because of the great veterans of this country, she has the right to stand there and do whatever she wants. Uh, except for kneel, and thank goodness, because she has to follow the rules of the team. And the team rule is there's no kneeling to the flag, no kneeling in the national anthem. Uh, but she can stand there with her hands behind her back. She can stand there with that look, smirk on her face. That's fine. She can tweet out how much she disapproves of this great nation. But my message to Megan is if you're going to stand up on the foreign soil and you're going to bash your own country, the country that, that led the way in women's soccer, the country that paved the way for women's soccer, if you're going to do that, then where are your treats I'm sorry, your tweets. Where are your tweets for the Chinese women's team who those players were forced to play on that team? Where are your tweets of the camps and the internment camps that still exist in China? Where are your tweets for the women who still can't be educated in Saudi Arabia? And other uh, countries in the Middle East. Where are your tweets for women who can't walk the streets alone without a male escort in certain countries in the Middle East? Where are your tweets for the gay people in the Middle East who get thrown off buildings because it's illegal to be a homosexual? Where are those tweets? If you want to be so high and mighty, Megan, and you want to tell the rest of us that we should be ashamed of our country, we should be ashamed of red, white, and blue, then where is your disdain? Where is your disgust? Where is your call for a better life for the actual people out there committing the atrocities that you pretend is going on here in the United States? That's my message, and that's how I tie this together, bringing the soccer into politics. I, well, actually, look, I didn't bring politics into soccer. Megan did, and and some of these other other politicians and some of this media bring it in. And and again, folks, I wish we could just sit back and enjoy the game. It's a beautiful game. We've got an amazing team, and we need to support them. So, if somebody knows Megan, please get her a message. We love her. We love her talent. And we love the team. We just want you to, to, at the very least, acknowledge that your country paved the way for women's soccer. The United States paved the way for women's soccer. Not China. Not France. Not Germany. Not the Middle East. So just learn a little bit of history, Megan, and I think we'll be all right. But 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 all that aside, we're going to support the women's team as they continue uh, on their way to the final and ladies and gentlemen that brings us to our first break you hang on right there and we're gonna get, we're gonna move on <laughs> to uh, some topics of the day when we come back you stay tuned you're listening to on point with victor this is america's web radio the disease of addiction is a life-altering
0: challenge not just for the person suffering its effects but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.atlantahealingcenter.com. call timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience around town movers for that local or cross-country move timothy around town movers in my opinion are the best that's around town movers call them You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And we're back. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. You are tuned into On Point with Victor. Uh, so I had uh, awesome listeners, as, as awesome as my listeners are, that uh, chimed in and, and told me it's Rapino. <laughs> so uh, I think I had that close. So it's uh, the player's name is Rapino. And um so if you're, if you're just tuning in and you missed, I opened up with, uh, you know, our support for the women's soccer and, and, and support for hopefully winning the World Cup final. Um but there was some news this morning with, with Perino trying, you know, just, she doesn't want to stand for the National Anthem, but she has to. Uh, so she stands there with a smirk on her face and, and all that. So I'm not going to get into it again. You guys, if you missed it, then uh, make sure you go back and watch the whole show from the beginning on Point with Victor. You can find it on YouTube, and you can find us right now live on Facebook. Uh, so, all right, we're going to move on. So, And also, let me just give a quick shout-out to the men's team as well because the men's team, they're in the Gold Cup, and uh, they won a game – their game uh, their last game, which is going to thrust them into the uh, final rounds, so the knockout rounds of the gold cup so uh, let's uh let's also support them, which is why those of you watching today you see my USA shirt on because we've got uh, like I said we've got the women's team that are going heading straight hopefully to the final, and we've got the men's who maybe they'll surprise us you know who knows who knows um. If my father has his way, Mexico will win the Gold Cup, and that's his that's his pick right now because he's he says there's the most talented team right now, and let's face it, they probably are. Um, all right, let's move on. So I want to take a second. Uh, again, I got to thank everyone. I received a lot of comments uh, on my uh, education class last week that I gave, uh, Alexandria Cortez, uh, Alexandria, Ocasio Cortez. Uh, also known around here as occasional cortex uh, thank you guys so much we, we the station received a lot of uh, comments and and uh, just just a lot of kudos of the history lesson that um, that I gave Cortez last week and uh, you know folks it was pointed out to me that uh, we, we were we were first to issue a history lesson. To uh, Alexandria Cortez Apparently a lot of the uh, Elected Republicans have uh, joined suit And I'm glad and I welcome them And uh, hopefully some in the media Have been trying to educate her as well Uh, You know, don't hold your breath She's not going to learn anything In fact, she's doubled down She's, uh, I mean, it's unbelievable If you listen to her She's now trying to twist this And turn this uh, again On on Trump and the Republicans uh, As if she didn't say What she said so, um, so if, if you missed my education, Yes, last week, if you missed my lesson, my history lesson on concentration camps that I gave Alexandria Cortez last week, look, folks, just go to YouTube, go for, look up On Point with Victor, look up the America's Web uh, page. Uh, you can find uh, – you should be able to find all my shows there. Uh, you can also go to americaswebradio.com, and you might be able to find them there. But really the best way is just go to the YouTube – the YouTube. Go to YouTube and uh, search On Point with Victor, and you should be able to find all my shows there. Uh, so if you missed it last week, uh, check it out. Check it out. I had a few, um, a few, you know, a, a good lesson for Cortez that we went through last week. So uh, watch that, ladies and gentlemen, and if you, and uh, please forward it on to other people who need might need to see it or might need a history lesson on concentration camps. So, all right, folks, let's. We're gonna we're gonna move uh, forward. Uh, you know, I had. Had some people reach out to me and said, "You know, Victor, don't be too hard on Alexandria Cortez." And I said, "Why not?" And they and and I had a few people that said, "You know, it's she's a victim of government schools." And, and you know, there, there's some truth to that, probably. Um, it, it is no secret that today's government schools, they don't even teach civics. If they do, they brush by it. And they darn sure aren't teaching the proper history of this country. Uh, they try and breeze by that so they can get to the indoctrination lessons of climate change, global warming, global freezing, global this, global that, uh, and trying to, uh, change the history of socialism. You know, they have uh, revisionist lessons that they're giving on socialism. So, so you know, there's a lot that the government schools have to do, and they can only do so much. And apparently the real history of this country, that's just not that important to uh, today's government schools. So, so the listeners may have a point that, um, you know, Alexander Cortez, I might need to back off just a little bit uh, just because – She is a victim of government schooling. Uh, To my knowledge, she's a victim. I know she's a victim of the college system because she supposedly holds a a minor, I believe, in economics. So, uh, you know, amazing to me. But uh, she she shows her ignorance. And and look, folks, ignorance can be fixed. You know, ignorance usually – if you're ignorant of the facts or if you're ignorant of the law, if you're ignorant of, of information, you can be taught. What you can't do is fix stupid, and so let's hope that that's not the case. Let's hope that she just is misinformed and that she can learn. Um, you know, we hope for the best here at On Point with Victor, so let's let's hope that's the case. So, uh, you know, thanks again for those listeners to point that out. So, okay, I'm going to move on. I have a little story I want to tell Uh Look, folks, the last few days I have spent in Dallas, I had to go off to Dallas, Texas. It's kind of my second home these days, along with Las Vegas and uh, New York, uh, just because uh, some of the work that I do outside of the radio station takes me to to different cities. And uh, I was in Dallas these last few days. And one thing I love to do is when I travel, uh, I love to talk to whoever I can. And just, just to see how, how they're living, how they're feeling, how their community is. And inevitably, uh, it, it usually ends up with a conversation on, uh, politics. And believe it or not, folks, I'm not the one that brings up politics first. It's, it's usually the person I'm talking to. And I had a great, 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 wonderful story that I've just got to share. So I'm, uh, staying at the uh, nice little hotel. Uh, not far from the convention center where I had to be, and so I get up in the morning, get my stuff, I go out and hop on the shuttle bus, and the shuttle bus takes me to the convention center. And on this particular day, the shuttle bus driver was a—he had, you know, was a young. Well, I say young man. He was probably uh, in his early fifties, um, and he was a black man. And so he, you know, we, I sit up a front and we start chatting. He turns and he asked me, he goes, Hey, what are you in Dallas for? And I tell him, yeah, I'm here for the convention, the, the wholesale show. And he says, Oh, oh, do you have a retail store? And I said, no, what I do is I consult and I bring retailers together with buyers and make sure they're, they're getting the, the proper product mix in their stores and so on. And then he and he says, well, how's business? And I said, well, you know, things have been pretty good. And he goes, well, what about the last few years? And I said, well, there's, no doubt that in the past two and a half or so years, we we've seen a change. The industry's seen a change. Uh, the consumerism, uh, the feeling is high. People are spending money. Stores are coming out spending money. Stores are starting to buy inventory. And I said, "It's it's nice to see." He looks at me and he goes, uh, and he asked me what my name was, and I told him, "You know, it's Victor." And he said, "Well, you know, Mister Victor," he goes, "I got it. and and this is what he says. He looks to me and he goes, Mister Victor." He goes, I'm a black man. And I went, well, I can see that. (laughs) And he said, I got to tell you that Mr. President Obama did nothing for me. He goes, eight years I was told because he was black and because I'm black that 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 was going to be good for me. And he said, Mr. Victor, I was broke. I was dead broke during the Obama years. And he goes, but now... Here's what I know, Victor. He goes, I don't know if Trump is a racist. He goes, I don't, I haven't seen any proof that he's a racist. But that's what they keep telling me, Victor. Mr. Victor, they keep telling me that he is. And they keep telling me that he's this bad guy. And they keep telling me that he says these bad things. He goes, but Mr. Victor, I don't really see that. I don't, I don't see that. And I ask people to show me proof. Because Mr. Victor, let me tell you what I do know. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is a bus driver. This is a driver of a shuttle bus who just decided to have this conversation with me and who sat there and said, Mr. Victor, I don't see any of that. No one is showing me proof. But what I do see is I'm making more money now than I've ever made before. He goes, Mr. Victor, I have money in my pocket. I have a job. And this is one of the best jobs I've had in a long, long time. And he said that not only is he making more money and he has a job, that there are other jobs out there and he said his family members are having are have jobs and friends are getting jobs he said that what's going on in Dallas he said everywhere you look there's a job i mean that just listen to that and take that to heart folks because if you listen to me on a regular basis you know that i'm constantly telling you take the emotions out of politics divorce from the letter d divorce from the letter r And don't let your emotions make your decisions on politics. Just look at policy. Look at the actions of a politician. Look around and see what really is helping you. If you are better off today than you were uh, under the previous administration, then these policies are working for you. And I venture to say on the whole, and the numbers don't lie, that the country is doing better in the last two and a half years, than it has, than it did in eight years, folks. I can sum it up for you. We had eight years of not once of one year going over one percent GDP growth, and I'm talking about the average. I am not talking quarterly. In eight years of the previous administration, not one year went over one and a half, even one percent, but not definitely not one and a half percent GDP on the average, folks. That is a shrinking economy. When you're growing at 1%, 1.5%, it's okay. To get technical, it's a, it's a stalling economy. Uh, it's economy that's not growing. You're at 1%, you are not growing the pie, economic pie enough to cover the new workers coming into the workforce from, from the new college graduates. Uh, it cannot support that pie can't support the people and that is why in 8 years you saw the most number the highest number of americans that were out of the workforce so that was the lowest labor participation number that we've had in the history of this country was the was the previous 8 years we had a record number of people being put on food stamps we had record number of people being put on disability so that's that was the 8 years previous and this guy, this just – this blue-collar bus driver was astute enough to say, you know, what I do know is what's happening on the ground is I've got money in my pocket and I've got a job. I didn't have that to the pre- in the previous president or the previous administration. So, so, folks, just listen to that and take that in for a moment. We're going to go to our next break. Hang tight. We'll be right back. This is a quick one. You're listening to On Point with uh, Victor. This is America's Web Radio.
0: call timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience around town movers for that local or cross-country move timothy around town movers in my opinion are the best that's around town movers call them
1: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor. Uh, folks, if you want to find me and follow me, find me on Instagram, Radio Victor, Radio Victor. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Victor Armendariz. Uh Look for me there. I've got a couple of pages there, uh, my personal page, and also Victor for Georgia page. Um, and you can find me at americaswebradio.com. So, but definitely, and on Twitter, Radio Victor, Radio Victor. But uh, definitely uh, find me on Instagram and all those places and follow me and spread the word. Uh, I would appreciate it. Uh, so I, I want to just clarify one thing. Uh, look, folks, when I talk about public schools, the reason why I call them government schools is because that's what they are. If it's a public school, it's being funded and directed by the government. Now, don't confuse that with if you're if you were a military brat, you know, you were you were raised in a military family and you had to travel around and you were educated in military schools, that is different. Uh now yes, it's government, but it's a little bit different when the military has a little thing to say about your education as opposed to you politicians and bureaucrats so uh, so that I just want to make that distinction because i had a I have a good listener out there who who made that point. They were raised in the d o t uh, education system and, and again that 's quite different than being out there in your regular run of the mill public slash government school, which gets its direction from a bunch of bureaucrats and elected politicians who have no business setting up education from the federal government so that's a whole nother issue for a whole nother day is as, as the travesty of the Department of Education. And, uh, you know, in a free country like we are in this great nation, the United States, the last thing we should ever have is a Department of Education. The federal government should have zero, zero to do with the education of the citizenry of this country. Zero. Um, and if you doubt me, just do a little history search on Nazi Germany. Do a little history search on communism. Do some history search of the history of other nations and the first thing that they do when a when a communism, socialism, tyrannical government, uh, monarch, it, it doesn't matter. No matter the any form of government other than freedom and liberty, the first thing they do, take over education because you have to indoctrinate the populace, and you do that by education. Uh, so, in no way, shape, or form should this country ever allow the federal government to dictate education and educate your children. Uh, but again, that's another topic we can get into another day sometime. Uh, and if you're asking, well, Victor, how are we going to pay for education? Look, local level everything should start on the local level so your community your should start with your family your parents your community the local community elected officials on the lowest level of that community where those schools are that's where schooling should be coming from with the parents working with the teachers and with the needed bureaucracy that's, that's on that local level uh, but never ever from the federal centralized government Okay. So that's all I'm going to say there because that's, that's again, that's a topic for another day. But, but I thank that listener for, for bringing that point because I should, I should always distinguish between the public schools, which I refer to as government education, uh, and make that different, that, that, that separation from if you are in the military and you're educated in, in, the, by the DOD because it is different. Um, okay. So i I just to finish up with a story so so the this bus driver was just it was so inspirational uh just because he wasn't afraid to think for himself he wasn't afraid to be an individual. he wasn't afraid to go against his own sister, his own family members who were telling him because of the color of his skin he has to vote and be married to the letter D no matter that the letter D is killing his culture. The letter D has been running his, his cities, or let's just say the culture where, uh, where maybe as my father would put it, a lot of his people live. Um, Just look at what's going on in Democrat run cities, folks. You know, this brings me to another point. Usually when there is a Republican sitting in the, in the office of the president, when there's a Republican president, usually when we get close to election time, like we're coming up on now, The Democrats run to the homeless issue. Usually, they always start making a big stink on poverty and homeless. Have you noticed? Look around, folks. Do some research of recent news stories. Have you noticed any stories coming out of the Democrats about homeless? Have you heard Pelosi talk about the homeless problem? Have you heard Schumer? Have you heard Sanders? Have you heard Pocahontas? Have you heard the fake Hispanic O'Rourke? Have you heard any of them? Cortez? Have you heard her, you know, she wants to call the border, uh, our southern border, she wants to call them concentration camps. Have you heard her say anything about the homeless problem in San Francisco, the homeless problem in L.A., the homeless problem in New York, the homeless problem in New Jersey, the homeless problem in Chicago, the homeless problem in New Orleans, the homeless problem in Detroit? Have you heard them talk about those cities, folks? No, not this time. You know why? Why? I know you're asking. Why? Because every city I just mentioned are run by the Democrat Party. There is not one elected Republican in pretty much any of those cities I just named. And if there is, a elect, if there is an elected Republican, it's one versus 10 or 20 or 40 or however many they have in their local politics and in the, on the state level. But when we're talking San Francisco, we're talking Chicago, we're talking L.A., Zero Republicans, folks. We're talking Detroit. No Republicans in sight, folks. These are Democrat-run cities. That is why you're not hearing about this homeless problem. Ladies and gentlemen, there are tent cities popping up all over L.A., all over San Francisco. Uh, you name it in these cities I named. They're, they're defecating on the streets. They're, I mean, it, it is it is an epidemic. It's causing disease. It's causing diseases to come back because you couple that kind of living with an open border. So you've got third and fourth world country people coming over here. Yeah, you're going to run into diseases that we have eradicated before. You're going to see that. So when you're – and this is, again, this is just common sense and logic being brought to you by On Point with Victor. If you just look around and and want to know why – ask yourself – Why aren't the Democrats running around like they normally do, bringing up poverty and homeless? And the answer is very simple. It's, again, it's common sense and logic. The only reason they're not bringing it up is because they would shed the light on themselves. They would have to look in the mirror. It is Democrat policies in L.A., Democrat policies in San Francisco, in Chicago, in Detroit, in New Orleans, in New New York, in New Jersey. Democrat policies, folks. That's what's leading to homelessness. That's what's leading to more poverty. So you have these pockets of socialism that's being tried every day. And when I sit here and tell you that socialism doesn't work and I tell you to go research history, you know, if you don't want to, you don't have to research history. Just go look at L.A. Go visit San Francisco. And you know how I tell you, uh, I have an awesome colleague in the radio business that always makes out the point that socialism is for the people, never for the socialist. The people who bring you socialist will never live under socialism. Only you, the peasant, you, the people. So go around and look at all this homeless problem in New York. It isn't in Nancy Pelosi's neighborhood. It isn't in Schumer's neighborhood in New York. It isn't in Cortez's uh, where she lives in Washington uh, because she hides from New York. Um, this is just, again, common sense and logic, folks, and look it up. Go visit. Man, I'm telling you, if you're looking for a good uh, different kind of vacation to have or, or you want to take your kids on an education trip, if you are a homeschooler and you're looking for a trip this summer to educate your children – Go visit San Francisco. Go to the Tenderloin District, but don't go without some security. Uh, go around Hate Street. Go around some of these places that used to be, well, the exception of the Tenderloin District, but, uh, the uh, Hate Street and some of these other areas, the wharf, Fisherman's Wharf, used to be amazing. San Francisco used to be one of my favorite cities, but now, yeah, I just got some crazy looks. It used to be a beautiful city. It really did. <laughs> but talking about Haight-Ashbury? Oh, yeah, Haight-Ashbury. Okay, Haight-Ashbury was uh, – you're right. That was always full of hippies, and those hippies have taken over. Um, but San Francisco on the whole was a pretty neat city, especially down by the Fisherman's Wharf. But now it's it's unbelievable, and if you go and you want to have an educational time, uh, go go visit. Go visit, and you will see – What has changed? The tent cities, the homelessness, the poverty, the defecation on the street, the the um, absolute—it's just terrible what it's descended into. But yet, go visit Pelosi's neighborhood. Pelosi lives in a really nice house, folks, and it's got a really big, beautiful wall around her house. Uh, Same with Schumer. Same with Obama. Same with the Clintons. Uh, You know, again, people ask me sometimes why I. Call the Democrat Party the Hippocrat Party. Well, that's why. That's that's just one reason. Uh, so that that right there, folks. I, again, you've got to look at these issues through the lens of common sense and logic, and you've got to stop looking at them through the emotional lens of "I'm a Democrat. I'm black. I have to be a Democrat. I'm Hispanic. I have to be a Democrat. I'm, uh, you know, whatever it, the the group that the Democrats have deemed you be." Whatever, uh, whatever, uh, how, well, I'm trying to think of the best word to use here, uh, but, but whatever small group they have deemed you a part of, because you're a victim. When you're part of a group, you're a victim. That's, that's the way the Democrats do this. If you're African-American, you're a black person, worker, you're a victim, if you're Hispanic, you're a victim. So you've got to be a Hispanic, part of some Hispanic group. Uh, and it just goes on and on. And And uh, look at it this way, folks. I told you a couple of shows ago that the Democrats have no ambition to solve any issue. Uh, because if they solved an issue, there wouldn't be victimhood. If there isn't victimhood, why why would there be a need for the Democrat Party? Uh, If the Democrats actually helped solve a problem, then they wouldn't have a victim class. And without a victim class, Democrat Party of today doesn't get elected because the Democrat Party of today is the victim party every message they give. Don't just take my word for it, folks. Open your mind, drop the emotions, and just pay attention and listen to what these Democrats are saying. They're not out there telling you it's a great country. They're not out there telling you that we've paved the way of uh, women's soccer. We've paved the way for uh, women's votes, or or you name it. Uh, women to be CEOs, women to be CFOs, women to this, that, and the other. You know, all these issues that they say are apparently don't exist. You know they're not out there telling you how great this country is. They're not out there telling you that in this country you can be what you want to be, do what you love, and be paid for that sweat equity. you're you're equal standing in this country, folks. I'm not saying everything is fair all the time. I'm not saying that there aren't some bad mean people out there, but on the whole, you're free in this country. No matter if you're a woman, a man, Hispanic, black, African-American, uh, Chinese, Japanese, yeah, it doesn't matter. Because if you have ambition and you have a desire, this country's not going to hold you back, folks. There may be individuals that try and hold you back, but this country is not going to hold you back. There, There's pretty much no other country in the world that can say that. Uh, all right, folks. We're flying by here this hour, but don't you fret because today we have a second hour coming up. So, okay, maybe we don't have a second hour coming up today, uh, but maybe one day we will. But all right, folks, we're going to another break. You stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to On Point with Victor. Uh, this is America's Web Radio.
0: Thank you. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation, Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And welcome back, folks. Uh, look, folks, I jumped the gun a little bit back there and uh, was was uh, mentioned a second hour. We're actually not doing a second hour today. Um, uh, Roger B., the host of Locked and Loaded, is out today, but we are going to do a best of. Uh, so uh, stay tuned after my show. Uh, we do want to air uh, Locked and Loaded. Uh, that's a show that uh, – uh, a gun show. And if you haven't tuned into it, you really should. Locked and Loaded with Roger B. Uh, anything and everything you need need to know or wanted to know about guns, you're going to hear from Roger. And I challenge you, challenge you, if you think you can stomp uh, stump Roger with a question on guns. Please tune into his show, uh, not today. Today will be a best of from three to four, but next week when he's back here live, uh, tune in and see if you can't stump him because I'm telling you, you're not going to be able to. He is a walking, talking encyclopedia of everything guns. So, but, but again, sorry about that. I jumped the gun a little bit. Um, you know, maybe down the road, um, we, we'll be able to get in two hours because we have had the request for it. Uh, but we'll see, but I'll tell you what would get me to two hours quicker than anything, folks, is if, uh, we get some more sponsors into the radio station. So any of you out there, please, if you've got a business, uh, this is, you get national advertising here, folks. Uh, So spread the word because um, we can't do this for free. We do have to have those obscene profit timeouts as uh, another radio host likes to say. And, uh, and it's true. We, we got to have some profit timeouts and we can't do it without uh, those good, awesome uh, companies to sponsor the show. So if you're out there and you want to sponsor this show, you want some national attention, Then you email today, email gm at americaswebradio.com, gm at americaswebradio.com. All right, folks, let's get back. I want to move on a little bit because we're going to run out of time, but I I will tell you, I will promise you now that what I don't finish today, uh, we will pick up and and just run with it next week for, for next week's show. So do not fear uh, we will pick up next week and and, and and just get running right where I leave off today. But I want to get in a little bit about Iran. Um, look, I, I know some of you are out there going, oh gosh, not Iran, I don't want to hear about this. I don't want to hear about the Middle East. look guys this is this is important, but the the analysis I want to give you is common sense and logic again, this is on point with Victor. You're going to get common sense and logic here. You're not going to get uh, anything resemblance of being married to the letter D or the letter R or an L or anything else. Uh, you're going to get common sense and logic here. And what happened and what's happening in the media and the Democrats right now with this Iran situation uh if it weren't so darn important and serious, it would just be one of the most laughable things in the world. You just can't make this kind of stuff up. Uh, so just let me get started. And again, uh, we we will finish next week with this, So, because we're not going to get through it today. I can tell you that right now, because we're blazing through this. I, you know, boy, there really is. There's something to that fastest hour in, in media, and it's got to be radio. So... This Iran situation, um, let me get into this. Let me sum it up for you. So Iran shot down an unmanned drone. Um, sure, most of you listeners out there are familiar with unmanned drones. These are um, really cool little uh, remote control airplanes that can be flown miles and miles and miles and miles and miles, and miles away. Uh, and we're talking 50,000 or so feet in the air. Um, it's it's quite remarkable and quite awesome. Uh, but bottom line, it's basically a robot in the sky. It's a remote control plane in the sky. It's unmanned. There's no human life on this plane. It's just, it's not that big. You know, it's a, some of these are about the size of a kitchen table. Some of them are the size of a coffee cup. And, uh, some of them are maybe eh, the size of a couple of tables. Um, the ones we're talking about here, you know, they're pretty big. It's a pretty big, si- you know, like the size of a big table. Um, um, but anyway, it's an unmanned drone. So Iran, you know, in their infinite wisdom to cause trouble, uh, decided to shoot one down. Now, look, folks, these things fly very slow. They're not fast. They're not meant to be tactical machines. Um, they're not this this drone particular drone is not an aerial combat drone uh it flies very slowly it does reconnaissance missions and it was over international waters it wasn't over iran it wasn't spying on the uh Ayatollah to uh you know wasn't peeking in his window to to watch him enjoy all those western things that he enjoys that he restricts his people from uh it wasn't um spying on the you know, anything on the territory of Iran this thing was flying over international waters in fact i believe it was over the strait of hormuz but they decided to shoot it down so you've got to ask yourself uh, you know, why, why would they do this? Why, why would they knowingly try and provoke the United States? And, and if you think about it and you put on your common sense hat, it, it's not that hard to figure out, folks. It, it, it really, really, really isn't that hard. Um, but, but what's going on? And I'll get into that. Trust me. I'm going to get into the reasoning, but I want to get into the reactions. I want to get into, to, um, <laughs> To what, you know, the Democrat Party, um, what they were hoping for, um, because, look, what Iran was doing was Iran, I, I you know, this was a calculated move to shoot down this drone. Um, you know, Iran and, the, and and unfortunately, the Democrat Party and members of the establishment Republican, um, what they were hoping for and praying for was a swift off the cuff reaction by President Trump. And yes, you heard me correct. I am putting the Democrat Party, at least most of them, today's Democrat Party, I'm putting them in with the Iranian regime. Now, it may not be for the same reasons, but let me tell you why they were both hoping and praying for a swift and off-the-cuff reaction from President Trump. They were hoping that Trump would unleash a bombing hell on that missile site That missile site that shot down the drone, the Democrats were hoping that Trump would bomb the hell out of it. Okay, this coming from the party of peace. This is coming from the hippie anti-war party Democrats. Yes, folks, you heard it from me. There's no, I am not being hyperbolic here. They were hoping and wishing that Donald Trump would bomb Iran, your so-called anti-war party Democrats of today were so convinced that Trump would, would just recklessly bomb a missile site. They were so hoping that he would do that, that I ventured. now, I don't have proof of this, but I would put $100 on the table that the narrative in the media was written already, that the narrative was written, the headline was written. Donald Trump bombs Iran. Donald Trump rushes to war. Donald Trump begging for war. Donald Trump kills innocent children, women, and men. I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, that was the story they had ready to go. And then when we woke up this, the past couple of days and there was no bombing, they didn't know what to do. The Democrats just really, really for a while, it was hilarious to watch the news shows. They didn't know what to do, but it didn't take them long to figure out how they were going to spin it. So, uh, and and, I, and again, I, I, I'm not, uh, gosh, I'm just this. Unfortunately, folks, this is what I'm telling you is plausible, very plausible. And if you don't believe me, just go back and research what the Democrats have been saying in the past two and a half years since Donald Trump was elected. They have been saying that he's in a rush to war, especially when they when they started this Russia Russia hoax, when they when they're going after and 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 trying to build this this pretend case against Trump on Russia collusion. Then on the other side, you know, once they pushed that narrative, then they started the narrative of, well, Trump wants to go to war because he wants to pull attention away from Russia. He wants to pull attention away from the from the investigation. Well, obviously, that never happened, but they still I mean, folks, up until a week or two ago, Bernie Sanders was out there saying Donald Trump is on a, a, a quest for war. He, he wants war. Uh, he, he He's a warmonger. That's what you were hearing up to a week ago. But, folks, has Donald Trump bombed Iran? Nope. Has he bombed anyone in the Middle East? And and I'm talking about this situation going on now. I'm not talking about um, what happened in Syria, which, again, wasn't something that Trump started. He was just continuing an Obama policy. But that's another topic for another day. Uh, But what we had here was Iran shot down an unmanned drone. And Donald Trump, to the, to the, the credit of President Trump, he had a plan. All presidents do. Even Obama's team had a plan to react if, if any United States interest was attacked. So don't think that Obama's team didn't have a plan. The Bush team, the Clinton team, whatever, whoever administration is in the current, in the White House, There's always a contingency plan. There's always a plan for reaction if a United States is attacked, whether it be a ship or or any United States interest. Um, So for the money to run around now and pretend that that planning doesn't happen, uh, folks, they're lying to you. And it's because they they cannot keep up with with Donald Trump. Um, But what happened here was this drone got shot down. Trump, of course, his team had a plan ready to go. They had sites in Iran. They know what the missile site, they know where the missile came from, and we could obliterate that site. Uh, but listen, look, one thing Donald Trump does is very, is out of the page of Ronaldus Magnus. You know, if you look back in the Reagan years, Ronald Reagan had a team of, of advisors. Uh, half of them were considered war hawks. Half of them were considered peace hawks. And he gets the information and he makes the decision. That's what a CEO does. That's what a president does. And Donald Trump, coming of that CEO background, this is what he knows to do. He puts people in place so he can get the best information, and then he, as CEO, will make the final decision. Whether the media wants to admit it – well, they can't admit it because they want you to think Donald Trump is a dunce. They want you to think Donald Trump is an idiot. Folks, if you haven't figured out by now that Donald Trump is the furthest thing from an idiot, then you are just kidding yourself. You don't make it to CEO. You don't have a billion-dollar corporation, and you don't build a company from being an idiot. So, all right, let me get back to topic here. So, they had the plan. So, Donald Trump has warhawks and he's got peace hawks they put together a plan so he could go in one direction or the other and felt had he felt the need to bomb iran he was it was ready to go but president donald trump showed some amazing restraint restraint that the democrat party is trying to tell you he doesn't have the democrat party is trying to tell you for for th- almost 3 years <laughs> for almost 3 years now The media and the Democrats have been trying to tell you that Donald Trump is unstable, that he flies off the cuff, that he is seeking war. He just needs that one reason to do it. Well, folks, Iran just gave him the best reason in the world to bomb the hell out of them. That doesn't mean you do it, but he gave them – Iran gave him a reason to do it. But let me tell you what CEO Donald Trump did. President of the United States Donald Trump. Had his, luckily, thankfully, had his CEO hat on. And when they came to him and said, President, we're ready, Mr. President, we're ready to go. We are ready to take out that missile site and send a message. And you know what his question was to them? How many people are going to die? How many people are going to die? That is a viable question. And every military operation, they will always do a death assessment. Oh, at least the United States. Let me correct that. The United States, we the american military the united states military we will always assess who is going to die and and what kind of collateral damage there's going to be because we the united states do everything we can even to the death of some american soldiers we do everything we can to save lives and 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 That is one thing you will never hear from the media that just drives me crazy because we don't get enough credit. Our men and women in uniform do not get enough credit because many of them have given their very life to save the lives of others that they don't even know. Foreign adversaries, ladies and gentlemen. So Donald Trump had the audacity to ask how many lives are going to be lost. Now, this takes me to another point, folks. If you don't think the Iranian regime, the minute they launched that missile and shot down that drone, they pulled all their military personnel or most of it off of that uh, missile site. And they probably put a few innocents around the missile site. I don't know this for sure, but I do know from history that that is their M.O. They will put innocents around a site they think is going to be bombed because they want propaganda. All right, folks, we're at the end of the show. We're going to pick this up next week, so please be sure you tune in next week. On Point with Victor we will pick this up right where I left off. Thank you so much for listening. This is On Point with Victor. I am Victor Armendariz, and this is America's Web Radio.